Let's take a little time and talk now about the state that we are living in. Political, spiritual, maybe some life. While you are listening to Phyllis Favor. This is Pastor Jonathan Mason, and I want to welcome you to another edition of the Pastor's Office, a very special uh, edition of the Pastor's Office. I shared with you last week, for those of you that are listening, let me first just thank you uh, for your continued support of the program uh, and for just being Philly's favor supporters. But last week, uh, I shared with you that we weren't going to have any uh, guest in the studio to talk about what's going on in Philadelphia, to talk about what's going on in Pennsylvania, to talk about what's going on in the nation. I shared with you that we were going to have a special show in dedication to the greatest woman I've ever known, uh, my favorite lady, uh, my mother. Uh, and, And she transitioned from labor to reward. On August the 13th, I'll never forget it uh, as long as I live. 11.35, 11.36, I received a text message uh, from my brother that read very simply, Mom is resting in the arms of Jesus. And uh, it was at that time that my life, I know, was forever changed. Uh, and so I wanted to just do a special show just to talk about this great woman, Her name was Eunice Deborah Mason, uh, and she gave birth to five young men, uh, five young men. She never had a daughter. She gave birth to five young men. Uh, Two of them died in childbirth, and my brothers can kind of clear that up for me as we talk here this afternoon, but three of us are still here. Three of us are still standing. Uh, The oldest... Aaron Joshua Mason, middle child, Nathaniel Luke Mason, and then myself, Jonathan Andrew Mason. I gave you all our government names. Don't y'all go Googling and, and, and looking up stuff now. But but at the end of the day, we're here in studio today. This is my first time having my brothers in. I've had my sons in to go on air, but this is my first time having my brothers in. These are the guys I grew up with uh, in Abington. These are the guys that uh, uh, we know each other like, uh, I don't know, like like you know your ABCs. Uh, and so they're here with me today, and I want to welcome them into the pastor's office for the first time, but certainly not in this room or up on this floor for the first time. Uh, Aaron, Luke, welcome to the pastor's office. How y'all doing today? Doing well. Happy to be here. Okay. Now, now, first of all, first of all, I think Luke, this is your first time actually yes. being in the studio. Uh, you remember uh, this second floor? Uh, y'all talk to me about what used to transpire, what used to take place on this second floor before we converted it into radio offices. 
The room that we're in was the trustee room, and when we grew up, we were junior trustees, which meant that we came in here and we watched them count, and then we counted, and if they came up short, we had to give up 50 cents to a dollar as well. <laughs> and uh, as a evidence of our commitment to being junior trustees. So, so now I, I got to share this, and this is this is this is true, no, no joke. I had not before we started to build the studio uh, in 2020. I had not been on this floor in years. Uh, I had not been up here, and the doors were locked, so we had to get the we had to kind of you know get somebody to come in and jimmy the doors open. I want to, uh, Aaron. I, I promise you, when I stepped into this room, it felt like I was stepping back in the 1978. They still had the green money counter up here. Y'all remember that green money counter? Absolutely. They still had the green, and I've kept that chair over there. Look at that chair underneath that box. That chair over there was one of the chairs that was here in the in the offices uh, uh, when the trustees used to come up. Now, what used to take place? over in this room wasn't that a sunday school room yes right it was a sunday school room for for young people yeah so for philly's favorite listeners watch this and aaron they can't hear you shaking your head so so at some point we need you to say something but 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 philly's favorite listeners i i I gotta remind you uh we built this studio uh on the second floor of the northeast baptist church where i serve as the pastor where all three of us grew up under the pastorate of our father the reverend nathaniel luke i mean lord have mercy of our father the reverend (laughs) Lee Mason Jr. Uh, and so we've been here for a mighty long time. Uh, we know the, I think we can turn the lights off in this building and walk these halls and never ever uh, uh, miss a step. Uh, but, um, but moving past the building, moving past nostalgia, I'm on past y'all. I'm on past. Uh, Aaron, you spent the most time with her. Um, and I know the closeness of your relationship. Uh, talk to us, man. Just just talk to us a little bit about about your memories of our mother, uh, and 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 some of the things that you're going to hold close to your heart uh, for the rest of your life. Uh, well, this is totally impromptu, so you got to bear with me. But <clears throat> uh, to me, she was the strongest person. I ever met. Uh, she put up with a lot of stuff uh, that she didn't need to put up with. And when you saw her in the street, you'd see her smile, you see her dressing, and you wouldn't think anything was wrong. Uh, and she was um, patient with us and everything she had to deal with. Um, and one of the things I remi- I really admire was her work ethic. She'd get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Every morning. Every morning. Uh, take, you know, go through her routine and head to work. Uh, before she got the car, she walked. Uh, when we were on Arnold Avenue, she only walked about, what, uh, four or five blocks. When we moved to Coolidge, uh, she walked. Uh, an extra, maybe I would say, five country blocks, and she stood on her feet all day before she went to Prudential. She stood on her feet all day in the laundry, ironing stuff. Uh, when I used to go visit her, there was no air conditioner there. There was barely a fan there, and she did that for us. 
after after that job, I think she was there um, about eleven years. She uh, took a class and eventually ended up a credential. And uh, you know, I just admired her work ethic and you know the people. You know, if if they're making them like that today, mm. <laughs> you know, I. I I haven't run across a whole lot of them, but I'm sure there are. But she, uh, if if you want to look in Proverbs 31, that's her. Wow. I, I don't know how you guys think I'm going to make it through a whole eulogy. And you can't even make it through two minutes of talking about your mother without getting emotional. I don't know how you think that's going to happen. I, I told you Luke should have been preaching this eulogy, but 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 it's all good. Two things I want I want to circle back to you. Mom woke up every morning at five o'clock. That's real talk. Uh, and she spent and the reason she had to wake up at five o'clock every morning is because we only had one bathroom in the house. Exactly. And, and she spent two hours in the bathroom getting herself together every morning. Uh, and we were just so thankful that once she got out, we went with some, sometimes we were rushing to try to get in there because we couldn't hold what we needed to hold. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, uh, so, but, but she went to that job every day. Uh, and, it was just beautiful. I know we got some relatives that have called in and that are on the line. Chris, who's on the line right now? We just go have an open conversation here. Hello. Hey, who's who's on the line with us right now? Hi, this is Alicia. Alicia, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Is your mama with you? Um, yes, but she's well. She's working. She's working <laughs> right can, now. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, just but tell I can her, get her. Just tell her we're gonna want to hear her shout in a second. And, you know, just talk to us <laughs> real quick. But listen, we're just doing. We're just talking a little bit, and we're gonna incorporate you guys in just a few minutes. All right. And feel okay, free no if you way. hear us say anything, just jump on in. We're just talking today. You're listening to Philly's okay. favorite 100.7 FM. I told you we're doing a dedication uh, to. Our mother, uh, uh, Mrs. Eunice Deborah Mason, who transitioned from labor to reward on August the 13th, around 1135. Uh, Reverend Mason, Reverend Nathaniel Luke Mason, Aaron gave some of his thoughts on on his remembrances of mom. Uh, give us some of your thoughts. And once again, mine's run right along with Aaron because we grew up together. But I think the thing that amazed me the most was the fact that she would consistently get up in the morning. And I have never been able to break that habit as a result of of our mother getting up in the morning, heading, walking to work, finding a ride to work and uh, and making sure that we were also ready for school. It was amazing. She would get up. She would do her her do in the bathroom. Then she'd come down to the kitchen. And one of the things that she did was she cooked breakfast for us. She didn't give us cereal unless that was the only thing left. And I, Aaron, had milk in his cereal. I had dry cereal. But generally speaking, she cooked us breakfast in the morning before she left out of there to go to the laundry or to go to Prudential. Uh, and 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 left it on the table for us when we got of age, so that we could just eat it and head off to school. Uh, but there was a period in, of time where what she also did was she, in her walking to work, she would walk us to our grandmother's, which was probably eight about eight hundred yards from her home, eight and maybe six to eight hundred yards from her home, and we would be there, and then we would go from our grannies to elementary school uh and and uh 
and then she would head off to to work. And there were times when my when our father would drive her to work because of the fact that he worked down the street at or, or not or in Jenkintown at what was called then Peterson's Oldsmobile. Uh, so there were, but most of the time she was on her feet. Uh, what I hated the most was when she would take a shopping or to the laundry, and we had to walk, and we had to walk we there had to as walk. well. <laughs> long before, long before there was an Oldsmobile, a 1977 Oldsmobile to drive. We had to walk. We had to walk all the way up to Willow Grove and walk back. I caught the tail end of that, yeah. uh, uh, but you guys got it for real. Uh, and, and, and that's why I guess y'all can walk and you got your walking shoes now. Um, but, but, but you know what? There was a word that, 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 that Aaron used. Mm-hmm. That word was strength. Mm-hmm. And that she was one of the strongest women. Absolutely. That we, I, I'm not even going to say one of, she was the strongest woman I ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us about her strength and how that played a role in your development as a man. Well, being able to see her deal with some of the negative issues that impacted her life, whether it was in, I mean, my father was a great man and we loved him dearly, but at the same time, he was a tough man to deal with. And so there were moments when it was, it was tough for her to, to take whatever he handed out, but she took it anyway and remained a faithful wife and a loving wife, a dedicated and a devoted wife to her husband. But at the same time that she did that, she did it to remain also committed to her children, to make sure that our family stayed together. And, and marriages are not easy. Even in my own life, it's not easy, but you have to, she, she did everything in her power to make sure that there was no breach in that marriage in order to uh, just continue to uh, give us a healthy lifestyle. But the second, the second thing about her strength was that to go to work, every, to, to actually first have to walk to work, then at times to have to find a ride to work, she never missed a day unless it was for us. Her attendance was literally perfect. As a matter of fact, my mother opened the door for me to work at Prudential on two different occasions, and I had to ride to work with her every morning. We got to work a half an hour early so that she could be at her place, I could be at my place, and and she and literally there was never a day that i missed i always had perfect attendance for her that required strength when today people will call out and in no any on any old situation uh, if they feel like going to a baseball game they'll call out if they feel like that you know they just need a a a, a moment off uh, a mental health day they'll call out there were no mental health days for her her mental health was making sure that she earned the kind of money to assist my father in maintaining and securing a livelihood and a well-being for us as her children. Aaron, um, Luke talked about um, the fact that our dad was a great man, but he was a tough man. Uh, One of the things that I'm going to share on Sunday in the uh, eulogy is that not only was he tough, but he took her into some tough environments. Mm Mm-hmm took her into some tough situations. And one of the things I'm, I'm going to say, I, 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 I'll kind of foreshadow what I'm doing here. Uh, I said, I, I want to channel the OJs. They smile in your face, mm-hmm. uh, but all the time want to take your place. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, talk to us about you guys grew up in situations that I, I wasn't in. 
and certainly, you know, no TMI. We're not going to get, but, but her ability to handle all of that and still be there for us, her ability to handle all of that and still smile at some of the folk. Right. That had an agenda for her. Right. Talk to us. Well, as with any organization, you're going to have uh, conflict. You're going to disagree. Um, and you're going to have people that, pick, like you said, just want your job. They smile on your face, uh, but they want your job. Or they're a little jealous of how you're doing it. Um, and even after one of these meetings where she was frustrated with the situation, she still came home, still sat on the phone counseling people, and was still able to be our mother. In terms of what Luke said about her um, dealing with my dad and have you know marriage being tough, she was submissive. Mm. She didn't ever get out of hand. Amen. You know she was submissive, and it didn't look weak. Um, Never. It didn't. Weak. It did not look weak. And she was there every day, every day. And I stopped eating breakfast for a while, I admit it, because Luke's, Luke's food seemed to be warmer than mine every time I touched it. So for a while there, I stopped eating <laughs> breakfast. Um, and she kept making it for me. You know, she kept making it for me. She was steady. Um, she didn't let our little um, attitudes affect her for long. She didn't let upset you know, a problem, a thrower for long. Um, and to me, that's, that shows uh, forgiveness. It shows patience uh, and love. And, you know, she wasn't, we didn't, you know, we weren't like the, you know, it's five, four guys in the house. And nobody's going around hugging nobody. Uh, so she was. So we wasn't a house where everybody was hugging. Somebody should have been hugging. That's why I'm divorced right now. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, man, why ain't nobody teach me some sensitivity? Well, you got <laughs> guys the in the house, man. Gracious <laughs> be. All right, it's all good. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Uh, we, um, we, uh, we, we got one of our cousins on the line, um, sweetheart. That uh, every time I, I see her with my mom, they just smile and. And love on one another. Alicia, you out there, darling? I'm here. Talk to us about some of your memories of Aunt Eunice. Oh, um, first of all, I love you all, and I'm sorry. Um, I And I thank you all for sharing her with us. Um, what I remember, obviously, like I came in later <laughs> in her life, um, but what I remember most about Aunt Eunice was her humor, her stories, how she would always be smiling, um, even in her telling me stories and things that were close to her heart. There was always silver linings on the end of her stories. There was always something positive at the end and things that I know would devastate me, would break my heart and probably break me. Um, yes, she was strong, but she was also joyful. Amen. And um, and I, I admire that about her. Uh, and one phrase that she said that, again, sticks with me. To this day, she said, you know, when we were at um, my Annie Jackie's house sitting on the couch together, and I'm, you know, just asking her questions, um, and she said, I plan on living until I die. Mm. And, and that, ooh, 
you know, yeah. that um that sat with me because she did that. <laughs> you know, she yes. she lived literally until she died, like till she took her last breath. She was there. I remember sitting with her in um in the room and um I remember sitting with her in the room and even though, you know, she wasn't doing well, she was still present and still making jokes. We were rubbing her feet and, you know, she was joking about her feet and things like that and still able to bring the joy into the room <laughs> and in a kind of somber situation like she does. Um, and she just did it effortlessly. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but I'm, I'm blessed by her. I'm blessed by her strength, her stories, her vulnerability, um, the way that she owned stuff that happened. I'm like, yeah, that happened. And, and I'm here <laughs> and look at me, <laughs> look at me now. And um, she looked good doing it. <laughs> so. Right. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. and, 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 and like you said, Alicia, you came a little bit later. But one of the things that I took, uh, I, I don't know, I was, um, I used to love to go up to 2640 Lamont Avenue. Uh, and, and, and that was the home of our Barbara, um, your grandmother. Uh, and that used to be the gathering place. Mm-hmm. That was the gathering place for the family. And when I think about that house uh, and all the great times we shared there, Labor Day, cookout, Memorial Day, cookout, Christmas, uh, Easter. I, I mean, we were th- and, and And when you ride by that house and look at it now, it was it, it's a small place. Mm-hmm. It, but all of us, all the family was, was there. <laughs> That was the place, yes. you know, and, and, and Aaron and Luke, you know, what I loved, you know, now, now let's be clear, I'm Barbara's kids, got all the attention, you know, <laughs> we didn't get for so much, but, but I used to just love to sit back and watch them. It was a comedy show. You know, everybody had jokes. We just had a good time. We ate. You know, um, man, I used to pick on Damon in the back. I guess I was mad. Wasn't nobody talking to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but, but, talk to us about those experiences up on Lamont Avenue. Talk to us about, uh, 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 you know, sitting out on the porch with Uncle Fred and all the ladies. Everybody walked by. Yabo. And all, I mean, talk to us a little bit about that. Luke, go ahead. Uh, hold on. Y'all had fun. Uh-huh. I cleaned and I cooked. Well, that's because you kept getting kicked out the house. <laughs> so you ended up having to move somewhere every few minutes. You know, so that's why you was cooking and cleaning. No, my cousin Jackie taught me how to clean and she taught me how to cook. And and uh, and I, I wasn't I wasn't with Aaron and the rest of them. They used to hang out in the in the woods. I didn't like the bugs. I didn't like the worms. I didn't like the the mosquitoes. Uh, so I hung around where the food was, and I hung around where I felt safe and secure. And and uh, but but the times that were that we had there, at moments we had times when we had concerts there. They would sing in the backyard. We would have the cookouts, but at the same time we would have. A concert, Jackie, Velusa, uh, the Huff girls would come and sing and entertain. And uh, not only did we have that, what we all, what, what Aaron and I used to enjoy was when our cousin Carl would come down from Bethlehem, uh, Pennsylvania. That was like a celebrity coming Absolutely. to town. When Carl came down in his big Cadillac or whatever car he was sporting, I swear to you, that was, it, when, when the young, when us as the young kids would see him come, we were like, yo, a celebrity's on the way, man. His, he had a road runner. He had a, he had a challenger. 
But he always came. What's that, Aaron? And a Thunderbird. And a Thunderbird. And but what was the blessing was whenever he came, he always brought us money. That's right. Always left us with a silver dollar, a two dollar, a, 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 a half a dollar, but and we thought we were rich. We immediately went and found some way to spend that on ice cream or or candy or something. But we he always had something to give, and that was the blessing of being at Aunt Barbara's. It was it, though it was a small house with multiple people. The kitchen was never empty, and the food was never thin. That's right. It was always a place where we could come to eat. Now I didn't like the big biscuits and for breakfast i didn't like the cream of the the, the milk i didn't like rice. the liver um barbara used to make us eat liver <laughs> and i was not, I, to this day i resent liver uh, <laughs> because we could not leave the table neither damon nor i could leave the table until we were finished that nasty li- it's just not a meat i'm in love with you know uh but 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 guys that generation mm. granny yeah i'm barbara maureen Aunt Dent, Aunt Toot. Aunt Emmy. Aunt Emmy. Mom. Their interactions together. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they, and you know what? There was no jealousy when they were in that room together. It was pure love, man. It was pure love. And when I think about all of them that are, are now transitioned from labor to reward, it really does. I, can I tell y'all something? When I make it to heaven, I'm giving the side eye to Adam and Eve. <laughs> because death is just, it's, when you think about the cycle of life. Yes. And the fact that these people that we love and that we have such precious memories of are now gone physically from this earth. Mm. Man, that's, that's tough to yeah. deal with, man. And the memories are so vivid. Mm-hmm. They're so vivid. Uh, uh, how many? I, I don't know. I don't know. Alicia never had to deal with this. Jonathan, who's on the line now too, and Jackson, they never had to deal with this. But how, how, how do, you, do y'all remember? We outside playing, minding our own business, and then they call us into the house. Go up to Newman's and get us some cigarettes. Oh yeah. Newports, Benson. We had to go do a run. For about eight packs of cigarettes for eight different people, and then we had twenty five cents to get some uh, some bubble yum bubble gum or something like that. But man, it was just a joyous experience to to be with them. Hey, listen, we're gonna take a quick break. I, I want y'all to stay where y'all. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Don't you go anywhere as we talk about Eunice Deborah Mason and give a tribute to our mother. We'll be right back. Hey, Philly's favorite listeners, it's Pastor Jonathan Mason back in the pastor's office. I got my bros with me in the studio, Aaron and Luke. I got uh, my cousin Alicia on the line. I got my son Jonathan on the line. I've got my cousin Valessa on the line. How appropriate for Valessa to call in right now because Valessa was a part of those 2640 Lamont gatherings uh, and 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 uh, and the Quarles Ensemble, uh, which my mom followed all around when they sang everywhere. But also a special piece that Valesca can really speak to is the trips. Those ladies used to love to go on trips together, uh, go different places and just enjoy each other's company. Uh, Valesca, welcome to the pastor's office. Welcome to Philly's Favor, but welcome to this tribute, most importantly, about your Aunt Eunice. Talk to us a little bit about your memories. Um, I always had good memories about Aunt Eunice because um, she, would, she was... First, the first um, 
thing. She she encouraged me to work at uh, apply for a job at Prudential. So that was my second job, and I was there, um, you know, for for about five years. And she would always say, "Where are you going? What are you doing? You going to go come to lunch with me or whatever?" And um, I, I I really enjoyed being there because she just took me under her wing when we were working at Prudential. So. Um, so she introduced me to that, and so every, every time we talk, we'd always talk about our jobs. We'd always talk about, you know, what what we're doing at our jobs, and you know, uh, things of that nature. But um, I, I really enjoyed spending time with her, and when we would, um, Jackie could speak more to the um, her most of the trips that they went on, but we did. We actually, whenever we went, we went to Virginia Beach. We went to um, Atlantic City. We we just we did a lot of things, and we always had picnics, and um, we just enjoyed time being together. Green Lane. Yes, Green Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Green Lane. Who can forget that? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, um, Jonathan, Jonathan Jr., my baby boy. Um, I, I got to share this. So, uh, and I haven't even gotten to the point to talk about mom's illness yet. But um, when we were in the hospital on that uh, Saturday, which was a tough day, um, I really couldn't stay in the room. Uh, I went out into the lobby and just kept myself busy on my laptop trying to work. I just could not bear to be in there uh, when all the ladies were in there and, and my sons because I just knew what was I knew where I was going um, from an emotional standpoint. And, but after um, Luke, you know, Cindy and Jessica and uh, Eunice left, uh, I went in. And just as I suspected, about two minutes in, <laughs> I lost it. I lost it. And my boy, now you talk about we don't do a whole lot of we didn't do a lot of hugging uh, where we grew up. Um, my boy came running across the room to me and and hugged me. And I said, man, I'm good. I'm good. He said, no, you're not. You need this hug. This is my son talking to me. Right. It, it blew me away. It mm. blew me away. Jonathan, talk to us about your grandmother. You, you spent a lot of time with her. Uh, she used to always ask you about uh, where you're taking Spanish in school, but uh, you, you, you're very capable of speaking and sharing your own memories. Talk to us about Grandma. Oh, well, um, Grandma, Grandma, very interesting. I was just thinking about you You and Grandma are actually very much alike. Have you ever noticed that? I, I have not. Give me, help me out here. You both like things in a very particular way. Okay. Um, like, she likes her couch cushions in a certain way. She doesn't like anyone to touch the vases at the house. Very much alike in that way. Okay. Um, she did ask me about Spanish class a lot. But that was when, and like, back during the pandemic, when... Me and Jackson, her, it was just us three in the house. And it was kind of interesting getting to sit around and talk with Grandma and just talk about interesting stuff. She actually is pretty good at talking about stuff, even at her older age. We go on about a lot of things. 
and I would sit and listen. It was kind of important to just sit around and talk to the older generation, see what they have to say. I have some good, uh, good things to say. And another strong memory about Grandma is her strong faith. That everyone could probably say that's a very big part. And she believed, and I think um, it is a, a testament because she went through a lot. And to still have such a strong faith says a lot about her. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's my 16-year-old talking, y'all. Uh, talking about uh, grandma. Hey, guys. You holding up traffic. You holding up traffic. <laughs> Is that Jackie? Yes, that's Hi. me. I'm in the car. All right. All right. You, you, fu- you, fu- you fussing at somebody live on the air, cousin. You- yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, listen, oh listen, God. listen. Let, 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 but, but, but I, I want us. I want this family here. It's all good. Uh, it, it, I want to center this because Jackie played a very special role in Mom's life. She right. played a very special role in Mom's life. Uh, I remember when I was in college, um, Mom actually w- lived with Jackie right. for I don't know how long. Jackie can give the give the time period, but. I wanted. I think it was almost a year, or close to a year, that she lived with Jackie. Um, Jackie was always there for mom uh, in every way, shape, or form, uh, and, and uh, up until, um, up until and including uh, these last couple years, uh, where mom was uh, really needed support. Jackie would pick her up, take her to her apartment, and cook for her take her wherever she had to go. Um, they, they were road buddies. Jackie, talk to us about uh, Aunt Yune. Oh, Aunt Yuni? She didn't play. That's <laughs> all I can tell you. She did not play. Um, she was she was just uh, on point. Anytime she, you needed a word from God, she always had it. She was always praying, always, uh, you know, giving you encouragement, telling you about life, and uh, just telling us to stay strong and to continue on the things that we were doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's my girl. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, but Jackie, you know, you, you, you work in the medical, you, you work in the medical industry, and, you know, you, you gave mom a lot of care um, in her final years. And, and I, I think on behalf of... Aaron, uh, Luke, and myself, uh, I, I think we can all say we really thank you yeah. uh, for what you did. Absolutely. Uh, Much appreciated. Yeah, we, we really oh. appreciate what you did, and, and we'll never, ever uh, forget the love that you shared with her. But 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 talk, you know, I, I really want to hear from you about those later years, you know, and about because one of the resounding, the, one of the recurring themes in this conversation has been her strength. You know, just think a little bit about the strength that she displayed, even as her physical body was deteriorating. Well, she was a fighter. She was definitely a fighter. Mm. She, you know, no matter what came, she was always praying, uh, especially days when she really didn't feel good and feel well, and and uh, you know, and she just 
told that she was here for a purpose and she wasn't leaving mm. here until God said she was going. That's so right. um, she just was she, she just was a fighter. I mean, she didn't give up. Even till the end, she was praying. Even when she was on her deathbed, she was uh, just praying and asking God to just help her and let her not be a burden to anybody. Mm. And, uh, you know, and she just wanted she just wanted to have peace. That's all. And she just, you know, she just kept everybody going. And, 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 I, and I think, you know, there's two things, there's two sayings that I'm going to share uh, in my eulogy on Sunday. And I know Luke is going to share in his, com- his, his commentary. But one was God's got a, pl- a purpose and a plan for all of our lives. And, and, then, right. and then the other, Lord, give me strength for the rest yes. of this journey. Um, I, yep. I, I know we all heard it over and over and over again oh, yeah. and, 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 and it wasn't just talk. She lived it. That's what she meant. Yeah. Uh, and that's yes. what she believed. Um, guys, you know, let's, let, let's move forward a little bit because unfortunately, I, you know, I can't, uh, uh, you know, go forever, um, with the show. We got to. We got sponsors we got on it, but this is my mama, so I'm taking some privilege. But um I know that's right. But let's 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 talk about the latter years. The diagnosis. I remember uh Luke, you took her to her medical appointments uh early on. And and I remember when you and me, you and Aaron were on a call uh and you shared that mom had Alzheimer's and it was already advanced. Uh, we just thought she had some memory issues, and you know it was just mom. Mom's gonna always be here. Um, when that diagnosis came through, man, um, and you were sitting right there, um, it had to be tough. I, how can I say it? I I think that one of the 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 benefits that I had is that I've worked in senior care settings um, where I'm constantly confronted with that experience of memory loss, but it's different when it becomes your own mother. You, you, you kind of look at it and you say, okay, the, the loss is there and you try to talk about it as if it's just another patient, but it's your mother and you're trying to figure out what, the future is going to be like because you're no longer dealing with it as an employee in a setting, but now you're dealing with it as a life situation. And I think the toughest part was when the school district called us and said to us that, listen, um, your mom cannot remember instruction and we need to be in a position to let her go. And at that point, I then went to the school district and talked to them about the impact that that would have on her if they just terminated her. And so at that point, I negotiated with them in a, a way of bringing my mom in, having a discussion and moving her to the place of actually retiring so that that would never be... A, a, a memory because it, it was just it was painful when the principal called and it was painful to think that they were going to terminate a woman that has never known the word fired 
and because she was always a committed worker. As Aaron said, she had that kind of strength and that fortitude. And as I said, that she never missed a day. And so the end result was that we talked with human resources and took her in and she started talking to them. And, and as she began to talk with them, we moved her to the place where she was willing to say, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm going to let this job go. Uh, but that was a hard moment because from the, even though she let the job go in the later years, every morning she woke up talking about getting ready to go to work. And we had to figure out how to let her know, okay, get ready. And But ultimately, work was not the place where she had to go. Right. And we had to figure out how to, how to make her comfortable with that, and that was not easy. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Um, her, her com- I just wanted to say her conversation, though, uh, she could hold a conversation. Mm. She could talk to you about anything. She just forgot that she just said it. Right, right, right. That's, that's right. her Alzheimer's. It yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like she didn't know where she was, what she was doing. Mm. She just forgot that she asked that or said that. So and, she was she was a different kind of Alzheimer's to me. And and, 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 and you know what? And you know what? One, <laughs> really? one one thing that I give God praise for is that she left here still knowing all of her family. Yes. She that's left right. here still sure knowing is. As a matter of fact, she remembered members of the family, Jackie and Valessa, that 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 either I didn't know and Luke forgot, uh, because oh, wow. because she talked to, because she was sitting in the bed at Abington Hospital, and and I said, Mom, you remember uh, Aunt Det? You remember Aunt Annie? Aunt Emmy? And she said, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she added to this. This is what she said. She said, And Mammy. I said, Ma, who in the world is Mammy? <laughs> Who in the world is uh-huh. Mammy? And yeah. and and she and she was she was sure that there was a. I said, Mom, I don't think that. She said, No, 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 Betsy, Betsy. It was it was my mother's sister, and and so I mm-hmm. called Luke and I said, Luke, was there a was there a fourth sister? And no, 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 not at all. That's 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 not so. That's not so. I said, Well, Luke, Mom sure seemed pretty. She seemed pretty sure that there was a Mammy, uh, and so next thing I know, Jackie, I guess he called you. I sure did. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sure yeah. So with advanced Alzheimer's at the age of 90, she was still imparting wisdom and teaching us because I certainly didn't know about a mammy. Yeah. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I got to deal. I got to jump to this topic, guys. Um, Mom got to the point where she needed a lot of care. And. Um, we've talked about how Jackie stepped up. Um, you know, I live, I live 90 miles away. I did, I did as much as I could. Uh, but, but one person that jumped up and stepped up that I feel like we can't even end this conversation without talking about, uh, Luke is your daughter, Jessica. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and, and I, 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 I remember, um, and the three babies <laughs> and, and the, you know what? And I'm going to talk, yep, absolutely. And I'm going to talk about how important that is in just a few minutes, but, but, but mm-hmm. let, let's, let's talk just for a second, because when Luke came to us, Aaron, and said, you know, this is how we're suggesting we do this. Mind you now, Luke lives two minutes from my mom. So he had to be 
the one, his family had to be the ones that were primary caretakers for her because neither one of us were close by. Uh, and when he talked about, you know, Jess is going to take care of her during the day, I, I raised, I'm like, I don't think that's what we need to do. You know, I think that that's stunting her growth professionally. You know, let her go work and let's figure out another way because I think it's unfair to put that on her. Uh, and, and it caused some, listen, we're Lee Mason's sons, right? <laughs> It caused some tension. But now when I look back over this, and I think about what that girl did, that woman, I'm sorry. She took care of mom every day. Came down to that house, got her in the morning, took her up to the house with her children. You know, they went, they went here, there, and everywhere together. You can't in any way put a value on what that meant to mom and how that probably helped to prolong her life. Before we go to Luca, he over there yeah. breaking down. Aaron, talk about that. Well, also, let me say, before um, you were talking about how lucid and how clear she was when she had conversations. So I was kind of like, well, maybe she was just, just had a bad night or sleepy, but when we sat in that doctor's office... And they gave her tests, and she sh- she couldn't remember the year where she had this problems with sequences. Um, that's when I that's when it hit me. That's when I realized that the woman that knew everything, handled everything. That's when I realized she had a problem, and uh, I want to say that uh, you know. Um, I still made it up there. I tried to make it. I made it up there, barring weather or whatever I had to do. Um, I was there like three days a week before COVID. It, it was no thing for me to ride up there, you know, two hours. I had no problem with that. Um, but every time I left, you know, I was just worn. I just, I just, I was just worn. I just couldn't. To me, to see some, you know, you know, she had all that energy. She had all that good intellect, and then to keep answering questions, the same question over and over again. Um, so we, yes, we did need Jessica to step in, and um, and Jessica was a real is a real positive person. Uh huh. Um, I think being a teacher, uh, and working with kids, you have to be positive. So. Uh, that was the best. Um, that was the best idea after COVID, um, because I was I was I didn't want you know to bring anything from where I was on a bus or something like that to her. So I started um, visiting one one day a week. One day a week still wore me out. I was I, it was it would be till Thursday until um, until I felt like you know normal Thursday afternoon. So we needed Jessica. Um, and we also needed uh, Eunice the all pair, and I and I, you know, I, I'll be forever grateful to both of them. Luke, go ahead. I know you can talk. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, one of the it, it it was it was a blessing to watch my daughter as um, as as she was still teaching to come home. And, 
every day pick up my mother after they dropped her off from Sarah Care, take her home and then cook dinner for her. And of course, she would require me to be upstairs and to hang out with them and and then take her home in the evening. And at, during the early part, she was manageable by her own self. You could take her home and drop her off. And uh, and then at the same time on the weekends, uh, we had you, Jackie, to, to step in and and some others that that stepped in uh, periodically to help us. But watching how she spent 12 hours a day, I don't know how she did it. It used to amaze me because I, like Aaron said, it, it you know, we're children, we're her children and it was emotionally wearing on us, but she did it with mm-hmm. such finesse and with such strength. And then whenever she had an issue, Jackie, you were always there. You were always there to back her up or to, to, to take charge and to give her a break and, uh, and then Cindy, you know, was always there also within the house to kind of, if my mom got out of the way, to start talking with her and to calming her down. Yeah, she I, could have a good conversation with her. Oh, my goodness, Jackie. <laughs> she I mean, made us laugh. I'm telling you, Cindy is a mess. <laughs> yeah. But she had, she had Ed Eunice going, I'm telling you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so so mm-hmm. it, it was a dynamic. It, it, was, it, it was a dynamic between... You know, and with the with the children entering in, little Morgan was her playmate during the day, and and then Riley when she would get home from school, and then Cameron kind of hung out there, but she was really the quiet person. And I think the the blessing, uh, as Jonathan said, it prolonged her life. I work in retirement communities, and I've watched where family members don't live long because they are there. And when they choose to have residence rights of not eating or not drinking, people just let them let them go. Whereas in our home, we were able to fight with her and get her to eat, just like you did with her when you would take her out, Jackie. Auntie, mm-hmm. you going to eat yeah, this food? Breakfast and yeah, breakfast mm-hmm. and on the yeah. trip. And Jonathan was talking about trips earlier. You wanted Jackie to talk mm-hmm. about the trips. Oh, Jackie, talk to talk to us about the trips with what you, trip? you and um, Barbara and Maureen and Granny. Oh, and, oh. I mean, come on, C- oh, give, okay. give us a little, give us we, a little. We we cruise so much till I don't even want to do it now anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we went everywhere together, and it was just fun, just having us all together, all the women be together and stuff like that. That was that was really fun, and that was. And that's one thing about being around your older, you know, relatives and stuff like that, because they give you the little nuggets, and they don't even know they're giving it to you. You know what I'm saying? They're saying things and doing things. And when you do things together, it brings more unity. And they kept the family together. That's right. They kept the fa- and to watch, watch her be the last uh, matriarch to go, it's like, it kind of like saddens me because, okay, it's our turn. You know what I mean? But in this generation you know it's, it's not the same it's not. you know they, they if, if mom or or is it and you said we're gonna we're, this is what we're gonna do then everybody did it everybody came everybody it was mm-hmm. no uh ifs ands or buts you made it there but now everybody goes their own way their own their own they do their own thing and all that kind of stuff so i don't know we're gonna keep trying that's all we can do yeah you know as the next 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 generation to go but um but we just we do have to pass on that love, and we do have to pass on that wisdom, just like they had Amen. it. 
regardless to how it's received, we still got to continue it. And that's, that's right. what we got to do. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Valessa, yeah. uh Okay. Luke, Luke does not have a radio <laughs> etiquette. His phone is going off right by the microphone. Um, but it, that, that's okay. Oh. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I turned it off. <laughs> that's all right. Um, Valessa. Mm final thoughts uh, as we prepare to uh, as a matter of fact you know what let me let me double back I'm gonna come back to you Valessa Luke the value of having mom with Morgan with Cameron and with Riley almost every day these are memories they're gonna have the rest of their life that value mm-hmm. talk about that it, 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 it's it was tremendous it was tremendous to watch her work with the to be with them they were able to play with her on and and to see an older woman who actually would get on the floor and act like she was riding a bike on her back you know and 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 exercise they loved her oh my goodness didn't they, they Jackie and, 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 yes they did they were all over her and yeah. she didn't want the, when I was coming to pick her up the smallest one said, oh, no, she can't go. She has to stay here with us. I'm like, oh, can I have her for a little bit? <laughs> that was Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah, Morgan Morgan was her playmate. And so when we actually went on vacation this past week and went down to Florida, we did it. in. Uh, we maintained that vacation purposely with the intent of being able to share with the children that mom had gone to glory without them being home and, 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 and having nothing to distract them. And when we uh, told them, it was tear. They literally broke down in tears and cried until 12 o'clock. They cried Aww. themselves to bed, uh, you know, and, and, and Morgan said, can we go see the stone? What Morgan was saying was, can we go see the, uh, the, 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 the grave? They had been over to the gravestone where our father is buried, and she wanted to go see the stone. And Cameron said, can we go by the house and say goodbye to the house? And we had to tell her the house is still going to be there. And, uh, and and then Riley, Riley, she just couldn't even get herself together because she's very sensitive, a very sensitive child, very quiet. Uh, but she uh, she just cried. And, and but there, you know, it, it was it, it was powerful to see the impact that my mom had on their little lives. One more thing, um, and then we're going to do final thoughts. Um, Around nine months ago, uh, and you all know I've I've been going back and forth to Ghana uh, for the last uh, six, seven years, and uh, the Biko family, um, Ernest and Foster, uh, every time we go, they, um, they take care of us from the time we land to the time we leave. Uh, they are our security, uh, our liaisons, our translators, everything. Uh, well, they, they had a daughter that they sent to the United States to become an au pair in California. Uh, and for whatever reason, it did not work out. Uh, and so when Ernest called me, the father, to tell me that his daughter was about to come back to Ghana, uh, which in the African culture, that was like a mark of shame. Like, like, you know, we are so proud to send her over there. We had the big party to send her to America. She's going to do great things. And now because California didn't work out, she's on our way back home. Um, I don't know. Uh, it An idea sparked in me, and I went to my brothers, and I said, listen, 
And and, and you got to understand the picture here. Luke was spending the night at 1544 Coolidge at, at, at my mom's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got a wife at home. You know, he's got a family at home. And um, mom had gotten to the point where she needed that care. Uh, and so I brought the idea to Luke and Aaron, and they were receptive. Uh, and I believe it was in November that Eunice joined us uh, in Pennsylvania uh, to provide basically 24-hour care uh, for my mom. Um, and she dealt with her with such sensitivity uh, and compassion. Uh, and and so, you know, let, you know, I do believe in giving folks their flowers while they can smell them. Uh, Aaron, speak right. to Eunice and, and her impact. Uh Luke, speak to it, and then Jackie, you had contact with her. You know, you got to speak to to her impact as well. And again, I believe just like Hezekiah, I believe Mom was granted a little bit more time uh, when that young lady showed up. Aaron, go ahead. Oh, well, I I just I mentioned her earlier. Um, yeah, she. Um, what I couldn't believe is, you know, every so often my mom would have her moods, and. I would have to back off because I'm the son and I'm I'm being told what to do and it's a little conflict inside of me. Be like, uh, uh, should I be authoritative? Am I the son? Uh, uh, can I run somewhere and not have to make this decision? Um, and Eunice would be there, and she would just come in there with that small voice and say something to distract her. Then they would get in. Then they would get together, and whatever she did to distract her, she kept on that road. Uh, she might have fed her or something, whatever. And she calmed her down, and she kept me from being uh, being tense. <laughs> so you know, um, uh, you know, I'll ever, you know, I think she she helped a lot in keeping my mom calm. And I don't know how she did it because sometimes. You know, I was I was about to pull the little bit of hair out I got left, and, and I would need tweezers, needed tweezers, and I was going to go get them. But uh, um, she, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, you know, in the hospital and stuff like that. I, you know, I may not have said anything, or I've been, I might have appeared rude, but it'd be just basically because I was trying to control myself. But you know, I and I'll probably be like that Sunday too. I don't know, but I'm I'm. I'm grateful for everybody that helped. And if I can't talk to you, it's just because I don't want to break down. I get it. I get it, Jackie. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just wanted to say that um, uh, she has a gift. And that gift, you can see uh, a passion in her when she speaks. Because she speaks so soft. She's timid, very shy, but direct. You know, right, right. she know it's it's almost like she knew her already, because when she said something to her, then Aunt Eunice responded to her. Right. At first, she of course getting used to somebody new. That's that's always a thing. But but I didn't see that. I saw when she spoke, and Aunt Eunice listened to her, and Aunt Eunice said, "Okay, and I'll see you when I get back." Oh. You know, because when I go pick her up and take her out, and she, you know, she just she has a kind heart, and you could see it. Yeah. I can I could see it and. You know. Can can I add to something to that before I forget? Um, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Um, when she first came there, when she first started work, when you just started first working there, um, uh, mom, you know, and I would leave on Tuesdays, and she'd be, I don't want to leave. I don't be sit here with no stranger. I don't want to be left here with that. 
I said, Mom, I got to go. I can't handle it. Uh, what, are you going to leave me here with a stranger? Who, who is this woman walking around my house? <laughs> you know, so I'm there for an extra half an hour trying to calm her down. I'm like, uh, she'll be good. And then uh, Eunice would come in and she would say something to her. And then Mom was like, I said, well, I got to go. She said, oh, okay. But she still wasn't comfortable with it. But from that to where to where in the hospital and at the house, whenever she was upset, the the, the person that could calm her down the easiest I saw was uh was the up pair. It was uh um Eunice. So. Yeah, yeah. Luke, you became real good. You've become very good friends with Eunice. Talk to us a little bit about it. What I appreciated about her the most was her ability to collaborate with Jessica and with Jackie. And uh, in terms of caring for our mother, she just she she made sure that she partnered with them uh, to to be part of the process of caring for her during those last months of her life. And um, and she was patient uh, with not only mom, but with all of us when if we could not make it, she stepped in and and did what had to be done, even though one of us may not be able to fill the role that we had at that point. And she would just patiently wait until somebody got there. And there were moments when she just volunteered and said, hey, look, I'll take this on. You go do what you have to do. Uh, and, and part of that comes from that background that she has in Africa, where they truly honor their their seniors and, and their adult, those that are of age. And uh, it's just part of her culture to do so. And she, I, I, I told her one day, I said, well, now you're in America. Don't you ever lose that piece of your personality, which is what you were sharing, Jackie, of just that she has that mm-hmm. gift of kindness and care. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yep. it's, it's so rooted in where she comes from. And so uh, she just, she was just a precious blessing to me because every morning at two o'clock, my mother was banging on the door asking me, what do I do today? And I'm saying, Mom, I got to get up and go to work at, at 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning. Could you please go back to bed? She was such a, it was just a blessing when Jonathan uh, called and connected. I said, bring her over. Aaron said, bring her over. And, and, it, and, and, and it's history now. She's part of our life, and she's become part of our family. And whatever her goals are that that she intends, we're here to help support her because she supported us. Right. Well, I've stayed away from the declining years uh, for a reason. I just really wanted to talk about just the vibrant mom that, that we knew, the vibrant Aunt Eunice, the vibrant grandmom that we all knew and loved. But sadly, I've got to kind of bring this show to a close. Jackie said something several months ago to me, uh, actually over a year ago, and she kind of mentioned it again on this call. She said that Aunt Uni is the last link. She is the last of that generation. I call it the great generation in my eulogy. Um, She's going on now. Give us your final thoughts. I want each of you to give us your final thoughts on mom, on Aunt Eunice, 
not just on mom. We've talked about her for an hour, and this is her show. But on the impact that that great generation had on each and every one of us. Lizzie, <laughs> I'm Barbara. <laughs> I'm Dad. I'm Tut. I'm Emmy. The other I'm Barbara from New Jersey. I mean, I, I, I could go on and on. I'm Edna. You know, and, and and you can't even speak about the blood without speaking about the Tolliver sisters. You know, That's, oh yeah, uh, 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 Helena, yeah. Mary, and Nikki. You know, I, I mean, yeah. there's just Golden so girl. there's yes, there's just so many uh-huh. of them. Let's get our final thoughts on on mom, um, the 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 vacuum that's now left. Uh, without her, because she was that last link. Uh, I'm going to keep rambling. Yeah. Let me stop. Valessa, why don't you start? Just thinking about just thinking about all the names that you mentioned. <laughs> it makes me so sad because I miss all of them and they've all had some impact on all of our lives, you know. And uh, just to think about um um, you know, and you're just being the last one. It really touches my heart because what will happen now, you know, we're all going to have to stick together and, you know, and no one's staying in their silos and everybody needs to, you know, gather together to um, spend quality time together and actually talk to each other. Um because if we don't do that, then we're not going to have, uh, you know, it's just going to, it's just going to, you know, go away. And it's just all going to be lost, you know. And, you know, Alicia's here. She's doing this, um, the uh, family tree and, you know, all this ancestry stuff. And she's trying to get all this information. So much information was lost. So much information was lost from our elders because, you know, we didn't spend enough time. And we need to spend enough time with each other, you know. That, that's my thought. And I'm sorry to just keep rambling. That's, that's all right. That's all right. That's all that's right. That's how I feel. That's all right. Um, Alicia, you still there? All right. I'm here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, I I completely agree with mommy. Um, that was my mom talking, but I can cr- completely agree with mommy. I seeing Aunt Eunice in her, I guess, latter years. She reminded me of Granny, like of seeing Granny, um, her stature, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the brightness about her and. <laughs> And when uh, when, Aunt Eunice, yeah. when Aunt Eunice passed away, I, I definitely felt like mommy. Like, I mourned for, like, missing Aunt Eunice, but also, like, I miss my elders. I miss the, like, the laughter you talk about in the hall. Like, I know I wasn't there for everything, but the laughter at Grandma's house and how everybody was welcome and it was just so warm and and even though, like, they didn't have much, they had everything. That's right. They had everything. Like, That's right. Our elders oh, had sure everything. Did. Everything. And so, and, and like, Mommy, I don't want that to be lost. And I think, um, again, Aunt Eunice's life speaks 
her life will reverberate throughout time. The elders will, will reverberate throughout time, but it's up to us to continue to carry the mantle, to actually be serious That's about, right. you know, to be serious about our family, our history, like to, to hold it as sacred and valuable. Like this is a stock that we're made up of. And, and um, listening to Eunice tell her stories and things like that, I tried to get everything I could from her before, you know, she passed away, even when she said that she didn't remember things. I'd be like, well, try to remember, help, like, you know, try to jog her memory for certain things. And I'm grateful for the nuggets. But, yeah, we, we carry the seeds. Like, yeah. Mommy says, like, it's, it's lost. It's not. It's in us, right? Like, and so we have to keep. That's right. We have to keep coming to keep together. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. because we all have pieces of our mm-hmm. elders, and we have to hold them sacred yeah. and honor them by loving each other. So, yes. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Jackie? Yeah. Yeah, well, my my prayer is that we do continue to stay. Everybody stay together uh, with the with the continued uh, barbecues, the uh, services, whatever whatever we need to do. As long as everybody is made known about what's going on, then we we could do it. We could do it. So, and I and I think that's what all of them stood for because. We always, when we had barbecues and, and dinners and stuff like that, everybody was so happy and so jubilant. Even though we were going through the struggles that all of us have, uh, it still made us feel better because we knew family was around and we could talk and, and you know, discuss whatever. And, and they may have something that can help you uh, mend whatever it was that you had was falling apart or whatever. And I think we can continue to do that, but we just need to let everybody know What's going on? And I think we're, we're, we're going to put some things together, you know, for everybody. Like a calendar's coming out that has everybody's birthday on it. And at least you could do that and call the person and say happy birthday, talk to them, whatever. And, uh, and then go from there. Anything that you want them to come to or, or no, you have to tell them. If you don't tell them, they don't know. And if they act like they, you didn't tell them, you tell them again. And that's it. You know? That's my, that's my thought about it. Luke, mom, the thing that that impacts me the most that I think it, from that generation is their walk in faith and their walk in a love for God. Right. And, and if there's anything mm-hmm. that, that I saw more at the end than ever at the beginning was the love that she had for the Lord. And it reflected the mm-hmm. family that she grew up in. And so we, we need to keep our commitments and our, our relationship to the Lord where when we come to the end of our journey, we are still right. holding on to his hand. Aaron, I want to say uh, that uh, I have to agree with the rest of y'all that uh, she's not lost because we carry in ourselves the lessons she taught um and if she didn't teach us a lesson she sent us the bible class we learned lessons there um and you know um i'd like to say that the reason why uh i don't consider myself a toxic male is because of my mom i never wanted to cause her a problem and uh one of the reasons why luke didn't get a bunch of black eyes was because because of that (laughs) So I had to say, you know, we say stuff, but, um, 
The thing is, I ain't never known neither one of y'all to be fighters, so I don't know. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to cause any yeah, problem in the I house. It was a joke, actually. But um, I want to say that, uh, you know, she's, um, you know, we're evidence of what we came from. And when in, in the hospital, she just kept when she just kept praising Jesus and, uh, you know, yeah. just just lifting him up. You know, it was it was it was so it was magical almost. And, you know, I mean, I just sat there. I just couldn't believe it. And what I liked about her is, you know, she wasn't all talk. Uh, She didn't go around uh, telling you what you should and shouldn't do. Uh, She was an example and she was an example of what she believed and what she believed is every every word of that Bible. And um, and uh, I'm just. I'm just proud to, that she was my mom. So um, I've kind of been leading this conversation and letting all of you talk because, quite honestly, it's therapeutic for me. Um, my mom was the rock of this family. And... It doesn't take me thinking about her more than a couple seconds for me to start getting emotional. Um, As I was finishing writing her eulogy, the tears were just flowing. Um, Mom was just a special kind of lady. And none of us are perfect. She wasn't perfect. I don't even want to say she was a perfect woman, but she was perfect for us. And, 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 and she was the right mother for us. And I'm so thankful to God that when he was making his decisions on where I would land, that it was with Lee and Eunice Mason. Um, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, this is a tough weekend for us. It's a tough weekend for us. But it's also a weekend that we should cherish for the rest of our lives. Uh, and it's also a weekend where we ought to have a whole lot of joy. Uh, my whole family is going to be gathered at Northeast Baptist Church on Sunday. We're all going to be together. We're all going to be together. And, 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 and that which you all talk about, everybody connecting and staying connected, it ought to start there and it ought, we ought not let it die. We ought not let it die. Because, you know what, I thought about it and... Mom was 90. I think the next on the age ladder, maybe what, 70, 71? Raymond's what, 71? Billy. Billy is 71? Uh, Billy, Billy, yep. So, so Billy, is, Billy is the patriarch of our family now. He's the patriarch. That's how big the gap is. So, so, so we've got to do what we've got to do. But I'm going to always love my mama. God knows I'm going to miss her. I miss her right now. I miss her right now. That will never, ever stop. But I'm thankful to God that she graced our lives for as long as she did. And I want to thank all of you for being on the show with me today. I needed this. This absolutely has been therapy uh, for me. Uh, And I'm just so grateful. And I want to... We tape this, so we're going to share this with the family. 
but we're also sharing it with about 60,000 uh, Philadelphians uh, and people who are listening across uh, on, on, on the Philly's Favor app. Uh, we're also sharing it with them. We poured our hearts and souls out to them today. And I want to thank our Phillies' favorite listeners for, for, for listening. I thank you for giving me grace uh, to be able to just do this tribute to my mom. I know it's not one of the topics we normally cover. It's, it's out of the realm of the norm. But we as family needed to do this. And I hope you found something in it. If you found in this conversation the fact that you need to go and tell somebody that you love them today, before they can no longer hear it, then doggone it, go do it now. If you found in this conversation that somebody that you're hot with, that you're angry with, and by the way, can't even remember the reason y'all got angry at each other, go heal now. Go That's do it right. now. Because there's going to come a day, as with my mother, where she cannot hear us talk to her anymore. Where we cannot hear her sweet voice anymore. And as I tell my congregation all the time, if you treat people like you love them while they're still here, you don't have to act like you're going to jump in the hole with them when we go bury them. Treat them right now. Family, I love you. Thank you. Love you, too. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday. And we'll be back next week with another edition of the Pastor's Office. God bless you. Let's take a little time and talk now. About the state that we are living in mm-hmm. Political, spiritual, maybe some life While you are listening to Phyllis Favor yeah. Take a minute, turn the radio yeah. up Take a seat in the pastor's office Right, right. the frequency, yeah. tune in Get up, word Where Jonathan Mason Son.